What is going on, everybody? You're listening to season two of the Good Men Exist podcast. New episodes drop every Tuesday at 12.01 a.m. Eastern so you can get your days or night started off right. If you're not following me on all social media platforms, it's the same on all of them at Jarrell GME. Thank you guys so much for listening. And with that being said, enjoy today's show. Previously on the Good Men Exist podcast, season two. We get ready, we make it up to where my friend's party is. We go to a few stores, get a few housewarming gifts, things of that nature. And she was outside doing something I was with. It was, it was a husband and wife, so I was with the husband. Um, we were out there grilling and, and just talking with beers and whatnot. And she had been outside doing something, whatever she was doing. And she came in, and so she was in the room that we were going to stay the night in. She was just trying to cool off, you know, because it was August, hot outside. And somehow we got on this conversation. I don't know how we got on this conversation, but once we were on it, we were on it. And this conversation would be one of the last we would have. God forgives what she wants. God forgives what she wants. He's a provider, mixed with a liar, only to hide ya from a truth that just might break your heart. Selfish desire. So again, I'm not really sure how we got on this conversation, but it turned out very, very bad. We we went from talking about something that was completely unrelated to us, and somehow she wrapped it back around to us, and I was like, yo. How the fuck did we get here? But it was whatever, right? Like at that point in time, she was asking questions. She was like, hey, if you are just honest with me, then we can move forward. But we can't move forward with any misconceptions, any lies, untruths, whatever you want to call it. Just be honest and we can make it through anything. Now, let me tell you something. That was the perfect setup, right? Because again, in my head, I am trying to start things right in a new state with her with with no secrets with no misconceptions about any reason why i'm here but at the same time i want to move on and move past this and she seemed very genuine about hey just tell me the truth and we can move forward we can get through anything and i was like maybe this is what she needs to you know kind of wipe her mental slate clean to feel like a weight is lifted off her shoulders whatever it is whatever it is that she felt like she needed to hear if honesty is what she wanted true unadulterated, raw uncensored honesty that's truly what she wanted and she wanted to move forward and she says i'm here but i have to know the truth about everything i said fine what do you want to know now to all my fellas that are listening out there i can only imagine the high level of anxiousness that you have just by listening to me about this story right now but hear me out i couldn't go back and undo anything that i had already said i can't go back and unhide anything that i've already hidden at this point in time it was really me considering her her feelings and us so what she asked i answered there was a question that she asked about did shannon ever want to talk to her at one point in time, she asked me, she said, I want to talk to her. And I was like, she don't want to talk to you. And realistically, she wouldn't want to talk to her in her mind. And, and by her mind, I mean, Shannon, 
In her mind, if she felt that there was information that she wasn't previously privy to, then yes, she wouldn't want to talk to her. But naturally, no, she wouldn't want to talk to her. So that's what I said. Was it true? It was not. She wanted to talk to her so much so that she was like, I need you to call her right now. I want to talk to her, blah, blah, blah. And again, if you remember from a previous episode, I've always told you that I keep everything separate. There was nothing that I wanted to mix in the situation simply because I knew the truth that, again, while nothing that we did resembled a relationship, nothing had truly been cut off. Even when she lived there and even though, you know, from one woman to another, I'm sure that's hard to imagine your man being in the house with another woman, specifically an ex, even in the roommate complex. But that's what it was. And she wanted to talk to her so bad that I said, you know what? While I don't want to mix the two, I'll just let her talk to any one of my female friends. Pretend it's Shannon. This is not what I'm trying to do. So that's what I did. Ultimately didn't work. She asked another question about text messages that were exchanged. Were they real? Who were they from? And I said, no, they weren't real. She asked me how I did it. I'm like, doesn't matter how I did it. They aren't real. So she's listening. She's like, okay. And then she asks one question that really seemed to set her off. Now, you may have to go back a few episodes to remember this, but there was a part in the story where I said that I brought Tasha to Thanksgiving the year before, but I didn't bring Shannon. However, because I felt guilty for leaving Shannon all alone during Thanksgiving, that I did bring her to Christmas. So Tasha asks Christmas, did you bring her to Christmas with your family? And I said, yes, I did. It was this particular question that really seemed to set her off. She was like, I believed you when you said that you didn't want to bring another woman to Christmas because you felt like there had been other women there before and you just wanted to be there alone. I was really looking forward to going with you because I wanted to meet your family and yet you brought her. And although I had been honest, what I said was the truth that at that time I really didn't want to bring Tasha around because my family had gotten used to Shannon and it was just the easy thing to do. I felt guilty about Thanksgiving so I felt like in a weird way this would make up for leaving her alone at Thanksgiving. What I said was the truth. I had no plans of, of doing that, but because of how bad I felt for Thanksgiving, that's what I did. So naturally, again, the truth wrapped in an unfortunate lie was what Tasha focused on, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to try to manipulate anything. It was what it was. I was honest about it. That seemed like the cut that went the deepest. And at that moment, Tasha proceeded to get up, pack her things in her bag, and she tried to leave. She said, I don't think this is going to work. I'm going to go. And fellas, I know it was like, dog, it was a setup. Why would you be honest? Why would you tell the truth after all this time? You were you probably could could have could have changed the outcome of the situation. It was because I felt differently. I didn't feel that with everything that I was doing, that it would be fair to me, that it would be fair to her that it would be fair to our relationship to continue to proceed with dishonesty, although my feelings were the same, although I handled the situation as best I could at that point in time with, with the, the, the level of maturity that I had at that time. Why, why would you, you know, just not keep it going? Because one, that's not the right thing to do. And two, that's not what I wanted to do. I really did want to wipe the slate clean. And with her saying we could get through anything, man, I really did think that there was the opportunity to get through it. 
because I knew that there was nothing that I would do ever again to jeopardize it. That's what led to my honesty. One, because you should be. And two, because with us moving forward, there was not a single doubt in my mind that I would have done anything ever to jeopardize that again. So I was comfortable with, with being honest. So as she's packing her things, I'm asking her to wait. And she's determined to leave. Now, I'm not the guy to make anyone do anything that they do not want to do. I'm not going to verbally convince them to do it. I'm not going to physically convince them to do it. Free will. It's your choice. I asked her to wait and she began walking towards me and I didn't move. I stood there, but I didn't prevent her from leaving. She kind of rested her head against my chest and she breathed in very deeply, exhaled very slowly. She calms down. She sits back on the bed and asks why I wasn't honest. So I, I, I give the reasons. The reasons don't matter to this part of the story. I said, listen, it's kind of late. We've been drinking at least stay the night and you can leave in the morning. So she decided to stay. We stayed in the room for another hour or so talking. And she was like, I want to go enjoy the party. So I said, fine. So she went and in one direction, I went in the other. So eventually after 45 minutes to an hour, I said, hey, do you do you at least want to talk? And she said, yeah, we'll talk. So we went back in the room and that's pretty much where we stayed for the rest of the night talking. So we slept in the morning. She woke up. I could see the effects of what I had told her immediately. So much so my friend had texted me and asked me, was everything OK? Did we need any towels? You know, things like that. I was facing away from her at this point in time. I was texting my friend. She got up and was like, who are you texting? Right. So it's the immediate effect of the honesty. But I couldn't be mad. What was there to be mad about? Who created the situation? I did. So I can't be mad that she reacts a certain way to something seemingly so normal. And, and I showed her, I'm like, it's, it's just, you know, my friend. And she looked at it and she kind of just laid back down and was like, whatever. Right. She begins to talk and she says, this is a very unfortunate situation. How did we end up here? I mean, at this point, there was there wasn't a ton I could say. Right. I mean, what could I do? Apologize? Sure. I mean, I did. But what does that do in reality? It doesn't do anything. Right. Doesn't make her feel better. Doesn't make her forget. Doesn't make her want to get closer to me. It's the exact opposite of all those things. And then she says one of the most hurtful things that I have ever heard. And it wasn't hurtful because of what she said as far as, you know, like it was a negative thing. Like you a bitch ass nigga and I hope somebody cut your dick off and you die. Like it wasn't like that. But the sting of the honesty and the unfortunateness of, and I don't know that's a word, but I'm going to use it. But the unfortunateness of the result of what she's saying is the reason why it hurts so much. And so she says, you know, I really thought that out of all my relationships, I always felt like I was the one in control. Like I always had to lead. And I thought you were the man that I could allow to lead me and my family. The immediate sting that that had very quickly brought tears to my eyes because despite what I felt, I knew I could. My name means leader and warrior, something that I've always prided myself on was being a leader and not a follower. But to hear the woman who by every account I plan to marry, I plan to be the man of our household, to be the man that she could look up to, could be proud of, to tell her friends about, to be proud to have my last name, to raise our children and, and family and not ever have to worry about my integrity, to never have to worry about my judgment, to never have to worry about 
the amount of love and effort that I would put forth in our relationship. Me knowing that that is what I was bringing to the table and for her to think that that was all false hurt like nothing I had ever felt before. And out of all the things that could have been said, out of all the things that could have happened, it was that. Much like the clarity that I provided for her about the Christmas party, how that cut was the deepest for her. Her words on her new thoughts of me was the cut that was deepest. And it very much felt like there was nothing that I could do to ever repair that image in her head ever again. All right, guys, we have just two more episodes left of season two. We're concluding the story. As I've said before, I was not going to sugarcoat this to make it seem like I was the good guy to make it seem like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I wanted to give you guys the honest truth. I wanted you to hear who you were listening to. I didn't want there to be any misconceptions about the reason why I started my podcast, the reason why I think like I do now. All of it is a very unfortunate situation, but the lessons that I have learned will live with me forever. And I now plan to present those lessons to hopefully have others appreciate what they have when it's worth appreciating. Not every relationship is worth the effort. Not every relationship is worth the time. Not every relationship is worth the amount of communication, the amount of quote unquote hard work that you will put into it. But for the right person, everything is worth it. And I make no excuses, but I at least wanted to put everything out there. And that's what I have done with season two. And in the final two episodes, you will see how everything concludes. Again, thank all of you for listening. You already know that I appreciate it greatly. As usual, I hope each and every one of you are doing well. And as always, be great people. All because you hurt that lady I hope my daughter don't hate me like a mama did